Gabriel is finally a gooner. Arsenal have confirmed the signing of the Brazilian central defender from Lille. Finally, we're going to be discussing that and plenty more on another live edition of the Chronicles of Aguna podcast. Hello and welcome back to the Chronicles of Aguna, the Arsenal podcast brought to you by AMS Media. You're probably wondering why I'm not in the studio today, why I'm sitting outside in my garden. Well, that's because my internet connection is playing up in there for some reason. Seems to have turned into a black spot um, in the last hour or so. So I've had to move closer to the house, closer to the router in order to bring you guys this live stream. Um, But enough of that. Let's talk about the big news. Arsenal have signed Gabriel from Lille. Um, the deal is done. We've had official confirmation from the club. I think many of us suspected that was going to be the case when we saw them advertising the uh, video that was going to come out uh, this afternoon, which was about David Lewis and uh, Willian having a chat with a another Brazilian a mystery guest, as they put it. Well, it's been done. It's been announced. And Gabriel is finally an Arsenal player. So people can stop stressing about that. The deal is done. And uh, he will play in an Arsenal shirt next season. And he's actually going to be wearing the number six shirt as well. That's what we've uh, we've been told and we've learned on the Arsenal website. Let's go and have a quick look at the official announcement. Uh, it says uh, the 22-year-old Brazilian has completed his move and will wear our number six shirt. Gabriel, whose full name is Gabriel Dos Santos Magalhaes started his career in Brazil with Avai FC before joining Lille in January 2017. During his time in France, he spent time on loan with Trois and latterly in Croatia with Dynamo Zagreb. On returning from his loan spells, the Sao Paulo-born defender has become a regular in the Lille side, helping them to a fourth-place league and finish last season and starting all six of their UEFA Champions League group, meet, uh, group games. Uh, let's just have a quick look at what Edu's had to say and what, of course, Mikel Arteta's had to say. Edu says, we are delighted to have signed Gabriel. He's a player we've been studying for a while and he was in demand for many clubs. So we are proud to have agreed and completed his transfer with Lille and the player. Gabriel is a player of high quality and Mikel and his coaches are looking forward to integrating him into the club. Mikel Arteta had this to say. He said, we welcome Gabriel to Arsenal. He has many qualities in which... He'll make us stronger as a defensive unit and as a team. He has proved with Lille that he is a defender with many outstanding attributes and we look forward to watching him grow as an Arsenal player. It does say that the deal is subject to the completion of the regulatory process, but it's done. Gabriel is finally a gooner and everybody can stop stressing about that. Fingers crossed we get an announcement uh, on Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang in the coming days as well. Um, let's go over to the live comments, see what you guys are saying. Um, if you've just joined us, um, great news. Um, let's enjoy a positive stream. Um, Intellectual Investor says, evening, Harry. How you doing, mate? Uh, Daryl says, hello, everyone. Great news. Omar says, the long saga is finally over. Welcome to the Arsenal, Gabriel. Coco Pelli says, uh, great news. It'll be great if the club would announce Ova's extension now. Agreed. Um, it looks like it, it is in the pipeline and we're going to hear about that soon. So don't stress just yet. Ray Anderson says, I'm excited. John says, uh, hi, Harry. Really pleased it's been announced and we are getting things done. Uh, Melvin says, what a team we have for the 2021 season. Um, so, yeah, everybody's um, everybody seems to be pleased by the news. Uh, Billy Anderson says, big up, Harry. Love the pepper Pig. I can see in the background. Yeah, if you see my son banging on the glass or something and calling my name. Um, yeah, it's uh, as I said, uh, got a bit of a connectivity issue in the studio at the moment. Not sure why that is, uh, but I've had to move closer to the main building in order to get the internet connection to do this stream. Um, if you're listening via the audio, you're probably thinking, what on earth is he talking about? Don't worry. Um, it's all good. We're up and running. Right. So, yeah, Gabriel is done. Um, it's a transfer that we all knew was on the cards for quite some time. Um, you know, it's not come as any major surprise to anyone. There were a load of 
uh, rumors flying around, weren't they, uh, yesterday in particular about the fact that he'd had this knee injury and that the club were, were in two minds about whether or not to get the deal done as a result of that. I said at the time, a couple of people sent it to me and I sent um, uh, messages back sort of thing saying, I, I'm not entirely sure that's the case. It certainly wasn't something I'd heard. It felt like a convenient rumour to start given the delay that we had seen um, in the news actually being announced. So, yeah, um, it appears that that was, was not... Um, that, that that was not the case. It was never the case. Uh, it was a load of nonsense. And so the deal is done. Finally, over the line, Gabriel is an Arsenal player. Let us know your thoughts in the comments section below. We've got a few other topics to discuss on today's stream as well. So we'll be picking up on those. We'll come back to the Gabriel reaction. We'll keep um, coming back to it as your comments come in. Big hello to Jack. How you doing, mate? He says, yes, Harry. Can't wait to get back in the ground, standing in front of you, making your ears ring. Absolutely. Jack, uh, looking forward to seeing you and the guys as well uh, back at the Emirates as soon as possible. Fingers crossed we can all get in there very, very soon and get back to doing what we uh, do best and, and doing what we love most. And that's being at the Arsenal, supporting the team, enjoying the games from close quarters and um, yeah, cracking up watching football at home. It's not quite the same. Uh, Nick Bailey says, everyone help Harry and like the stream. Absolutely. If you are currently tuned into us um, on whatever platform, because there is over... A uh, hundred of you watching us now across the multiple channels. Please, please do hit that like button, particularly if you're watching us on YouTube. It is so, so important. Um, we've seen the channel grow dramatically in the last month or so. Nearly 2,000 new subscribers in the last 28 days, which is massive. And that is because you guys are liking the videos, you're sharing the videos, um, and uh, long may it continue. So thank you uh, for your continued support. In other news, we heard yesterday that Henrik Mkhitaryan has joined uh, Roma in a permanent deal. It's something that we've been talking about for a while. We spoke about it on a stream a couple of days ago, if I'm not mistaken. I did say to you that, to my knowledge, a transfer had already been agreed for Henrik Mkhitaryan, uh, a deal that would take him to Rome on a permanent basis, Arsenal terminating his contract and allowing him to join the Serie A Giants. That was the case. It was announced yesterday. First um, of September was the day that I gave to you guys that the transfer was going to be completed. And there we are. Um, it was announced on the 31st. And Henrik Mkhitaryan is a Roma player. Now, I'm interested to, to hear you guys' thoughts on this because, of course, we've been talking a lot about moving players on, moving dead wood on, um, trying to get these players sort of out of the door um, as we rebuild ahead of the new season. And trying to recuperate some money for them. Now, it's very clear that, you know, Mkhitaryan, in my opinion, I think could have commanded some kind of fee. But that wasn't to be the case, was it? Um, it's very much a case of Arsenal just cutting their losses, getting him off that wage bill. We know he was rumoured to be earning something around 180 grand a week, which is crazy money when you think about the bit part uh, he played at Arsenal. Yes, I think he was slightly harshly treated maybe um, at certain times I don't think he was worse than some of the other players that were getting games ahead of him but that's not the point is it it was a significant amount of money for Arsenal to be shelling out on a player who was having no impact on the team whatsoever so Henrik Mkhitaryan is gone um, we know that he will be uh, joining Roma or he has joined Roma today officially um, so you know that's another one of the so-called dead wood off of the wage bill, gone, moved out the door. Let me know you guys' thoughts though. Were you disappointed that Arsenal didn't get a transfer fee for Henrik Mkhitaryan? No matter how little or insignificant it will be seen maybe by some people, it felt like we could have got something. And there was an opinion piece that went up on our website earlier on today. If you haven't checked that out already, make sure you do head over to chroniclesafc.com um, and you'll see that piece uh, which goes into that and says that at a time where we're desperate uh, to raise funds, we could have got something maybe for Henrik Mkhitaryan. Now, I totally accept the argument the other way, which is, you know, we were just so desperate to get him off the wage bill. Who actually cares? It was just about cutting our losses here. We were never going to get a transfer fee for Henrik Mkhitaryan. But I'm not sure I completely agree with that. And, and there's been some comments on the YouTube channel as well. Um, just going to show those of you who... 
uh, haven't seen it already, uh, that on our YouTube channel now, you are able to head over to the community tab. And in that tab, you will find uh, plenty. Let me go over to it now. Here we go. Let's head over to our channel. Um, here it is. You should be able to see it on your screens now. Those of you watching us live on the video, you will find the community tab where we put polls, we put uh, article links, um, we get your thoughts, we make announcements, like the fact Adrian Clark is joining us on Wednesday. Lots of different bits and pieces. And the poll that we put out today was, should Arsenal have demanded a transfer fee for Henrik Mkhitaryan? 55 of you, 55% uh, of you, sorry, say yes. 45% uh, of you say no. 164 p uh, people have voted on that poll so far. And it's just about a majority on those who say that we should have, even if it was five million pounds, you know, it's something. And, you know, would Roma have turned their noses up at that? Would Roma have refused to pay that for Henrik Mkhitaryan? I don't know. I think we, you know, maybe we might have got a little something out of that. Let's, um, you know, it's all speculation and it's all guesswork at this point, but you never know. I just feel like when you let a player go the way we did, you know, you could get something, something, even if it was to cover the wages of someone that we're bringing in for a few months, given the current uh, financial state, not only of the club, but of football in general. No, actually, that's the wrong term. I'm not going to say football in general because there's going to be plenty of money thrown around in this transfer window. But it, given the impact that COVID-19 has had on, on all businesses and the way they operate and the way they run, you'd have thought that Arsenal may have taken that opportunity to try and get at least something for Henrik Mkhitaryan. Let me know your thoughts on it uh, as well. Let's come back to some of your live comments at the moment. Uh, what else have we got? Bismarck, going back to Gabriel, he says, Hi, Harry, our boy has now officially signed, agreed. Um, Sam says, just got back from a day out, hyped with the news. Um, as are we all, my friend, it's finally done and dusted. Gabriel has signed for the Gunners. Uh, talking about reducing the wage bill, Gino says, Ozil next. Arsenal need to reduce the wage bill. Jack agrees with him. He says we need to get back to the 350k a week and give that. Plus Mickey's wages to Oba on a 24-year deal. Uh, love that. Um, let's see what else we've got here. Um... In terms of your live comments, Dan Price says, Mickey leaving for free is fine in my opinion. It's hard to demand money in the current situation, but harder to maintain a solid wage structure. I trust that the upstairs went the best way financially. Okay. Yeah, I just got that. Sorry, I, I didn't read that clearly. But I get what you mean. Um, you think that the, the guys upstairs have done the right thing in terms of... Um, just getting him off the wage bill. It needed to be done uh, very much, didn't it? It was so, so important that we started to reduce that so that we can make space in the squad for other players. We've spoken about it time and time again about the fact that Arsenal have been operating on this Champions League budget for some years now, but we've not been earning Champions League money. And that has had no doubt a detrimental effect on what we're able to do in the transfer market. Um, just uh, keep your comments coming, guys. I'm just checking them on my phone at the moment because uh, my software appears to not be filtering those through at the moment. Oh, here we go. It's just updated itself. There we go. Good stuff. Um, smash the like button. There's over 125 of you watching us now across the multiple platforms, but we've only got 38 likes. So if you haven't already, please, please do hit that like button and we can uh, push on uh, and continue to bring you guys these streams on a daily basis. In other news, Danny Ceballos looks set for a return to the Emirates Stadium. Now, we brought to you the news a little while ago that actually Real Madrid had been very difficult in their stance regarding Danny Ceballos. It was understood that they were waiting to see what was going to come in through the door in terms of offers. We hear that Mikel Arteta has had conversations with Danny Ceballos, that Ceballos has made it very clear that Arsenal was where he wanted to return and where he wanted to come and spend the 2020-21 season. Um, but Real Madrid have been very sort of adamant that they were not interested in loaning him back to Arsenal. They very much wanted a permanent deal. It was rumoured that they were looking for, in the region of around about 25 million euros, uh, to, to part ways with the, with the player on a permanent basis. However, according to various reports, it seems that there's been a breakthrough in the negotiations and that Arsenal uh, could well manage to take Danny Ceballos on another season-long loan with an obligation to buy him 
at the end of the next season. So we're going to have to wait and see if that materialises or not. But that's encouraging news for Arsenal fans because I think most of us can agree that we all wanted to see Danny Ceballos come back, particularly after the way he performed in the second half of last season. Um, turned in some really, really good performances, formed a really good partnership in the middle of the park with Granite Xhaka gave us that technical ability to move the ball out from defensive phases and progress our play. So he is someone that I've been uh, impressed with in the last few months and someone I thought it was imperative that we managed to keep hold of. Kind of started persuading myself that maybe that wasn't going to happen, though, uh, given the demands of Real Madrid, given that sort of their stance on it. But we can take great encouragement from the reports that a deal is still possible. Um, I'm not going to go as far as saying it's very likely at the moment. I think it it is likely, but not very likely. I guess that's the way I'll probably phrase it at the moment. But, you know, when you look at our midfield and you look at the fact that, you know, takes a bios out of the equation for a minute, we'd have been left with Lucas Torreira, very unsettled, heavily linked with a move back to Italy. Matteo Genduzzi who's been cast out into the cold. And I know that the sort of... Um, the, the rhetoric has very much been uh, from Arsenal that he will get the opportunity to prove himself again. He will be given a chance to force his way back into the side. I'm not sure how much of that I necessarily believed. Um, I felt like it was, a, as I've said before, a tactic by Arsenal and Mikel Arteta to not seem desperate in terms of trying to get rid of him, trying to move him out the door. Uh, but, you know, you look beyond sort of Danny Sabayas and you worry about our midfield options. So him coming in would be great if we were able to get Hussein Awar or Thomas Partey in as well. Then you've got to feel like Arsenal would be going into next season in really, really good shape. Um, that's not to say that the top four would be a given because it would still be a very difficult task. Um, you know, you look at the other clubs, you look at Liverpool, Manchester City, obviously much stronger than us. You look at the likes of Chelsea who have had a giant of a transfer window before it's even ended. Um, there's still talk of Kai Havertz coming in there as well, which would only strengthen them further. Manchester United, Donny van der Beek seems to be on his way there and they were uh, very impressive uh, towards the back end of the season co compared to how they started the campaign. So, yeah, um, you know, it would still be a big ask to get Arsenal in the top four, but, um, you know, it would... It, 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 it would it's not impossible and I think if we do get that kind of business done uh, if we can add another top quality midfielder as well as Danny Sabas then I'd have every confidence that Mikel Arteta can at least give it a really really good shot uh, Melvin Marks he says we would let Ozil go for free wouldn't we Harry so why not Mkhitaryan I think it, it I think they're, they're differing situations and I'll explain why I think with Mkhitaryan there was never this issue that Mesut Ozil appears to have with the club at the moment. You know, that interview that he gave to The Athletic not so long ago, and we spoke about it in, in quite, you know, good length a little while ago, or when it first came out, we did, a, I believe our stream that day uh, was based around that. And we spoke about it, and it was very clear that there's been a major disconnect between Mesut Ozil and the football club. There have been a number of issues that have damaged their relationship, and it's happened over a long period of time. I don't think that was the case with Henrik Mkhitaryan, though. I feel like with Henrik Mkhitaryan, he just found himself out of favour and there wasn't all that sideshow to go with it. There wasn't all that drama um, that went with it. There wasn't the ill feeling. And I felt like Arsenal, you know, yes, Mkhitaryan wanted the move. Of course he did. Um, he made no secret of that. But I f still felt like Arsenal were in a position to ask for a small transfer fee for Henrik Mkhitaryan. You know, yes, he was a drain on the wage bill, but when you compare it to Mesut Ozil, who's draining the wage bill of 350 grand a week, it's very, very different. And therefore, um, you know, yeah, you'd let Mesut Ozil go because it feels like Mesut Ozil for me has been or is a bigger issue than Henrik Mkhitaryan. Personally, in an ideal world, I wouldn't like to see any of them go for free. Um, but you know, with, with Ozil, it looks as though that's the only way it's going to get done, but we're going to have to wait another season. And that is going to be problematic for Arsenal, isn't it? I think when he does go, it would be almost a weight lifted off of the club's shoulders, having to find that 350k a week um, for a player who's contributing absolutely nothing at the moment. And granted, that's not all his fault. 
um, because he has been left out. Um, you know, you could argue it's his fault in terms of the way he's performed and stuff, but there's clearly uh, a deeper issue between Mesut Ozil and the club um, than it just being him not working hard enough for him not performing. I think that interview, for me, uh, confirmed that. Um, Billy Anderson says, please give your opinion on this. If we sell Laka, do we replace him? Oba looks like he plays best from the left and Eddie doesn't really cut in, in my opinion. I've said it time and time again. I've, I went into it in quite a bit of detail on the uh, Community Shield review uh, where we, we looked at sort of the tactical aspect of, of what Mikel Arteta's side done that day. And I spoke about Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang playing for the left. It's a drum that I've been beating for a while. If you go back to uh, some of the, the earlier sort of match reviews that we did, you will see that I kept making that point that contrary to public opinion, I genuinely felt that Aubameyang was much more useful from the left, making those diagonal runs into those dangerous positions, coming in unmarked. Um, you know, that that is what his game has been about. And that's why he's been so successful lately. Um, you know, the stats again, I know a lot of people don't always like to just point to stats, but I've constantly made that point that the statistics prove that from the left-hand side he is more potent in terms of his goal scoring return I, I look I, I don't think you can sell Lacazette though right now without replacing him I really don't I'm not convinced that Eddie Nketiah is quite good enough to lead the line every single week rotating him and, and Alexander Lacazette may work um, and depending on the game for example I think when you're away from home you probably prefer to have Eddie Nketiah there because he does press people. Um, he's got a little bit more pace. He is a little bit sharper. Fitness looks to be a little bit better as well. But when you're talking about playing against the low block at the Emirates Stadium, which is something we're going to come up against, I'm sure, time and time again, um, you know, throughout the course of next season, I do think Lacazette is probably better equipped to play that number nine role in those situations. So it's um, for me, it's not as straightforward as that. I, I wouldn't like to put the, the responsibility on Eddie Nketiah of leading the line week in, week out, you know, on him just yet. I still think he's too young. I still think he's too inexperienced and I'm still not convinced that he's quite good enough. That's not saying I haven't been pleased with what I've seen from Eddie Nketiah because I have. I just think it's too early to burden him with that sort of responsibility. And, you know, if we did sell Lacazette, you know, maybe we could replace it with someone cheaper in order to fill that gap. Um, you know, if the money was right and you felt you could do that, then then fine. But personally, I, th I feel like it would be we're, we're taking steps forward and that would be like a step back if we're then losing an experienced, uh, high quality player to replace him with a kid, essentially. So, yeah, um, just my thoughts on that. Uh, what else have we got here? Lots of you talking about um, the Mikitarian stuff and, and, and talking about sort of the, um, the 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 financial aspects of that. Stan the Man says Roma offered us 10 million months ago and we turned it down. I'm not entirely sure about that off the top of my head without looking back at it. It doesn't ring a bell to me. I'm just going to slightly change my angle here because the sun is beaming in my face. I should have thought about this before. There we go. Um, yeah, I'm not entirely sure about that. Um, you know, maybe there was an offer on the table and, you know, I, I find it hard to believe that that Arsenal would have turned down £10 million. But that's not to say you're wrong, Stan. I haven't looked that up and, and I, I will do uh, when I get the chance. Uh, Demetrius says, at least we saved £9 million on wages from Mickey. That's something. Graham says, if Roma were paying his wages, why would we let him go for free? The pressure should have been on Roma rather than us. Uh Da, da, da. Let's see what else we've got. Just uh, scrolling back through your comments. Um, Alex McCarthy, he says, since Edu has arrived, we've strengthened in certain areas we've needed. Integrated youth and one, two pieces of silverware. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's hard to criticise anything that Edu's done uh, at the moment. But of course, the acid test of that is going to be further down the line when we see how these players integrate, how they fare in Mikel Arteta's side, if they do strengthen us and how much they strengthen us by. These are all things that, you know, only time will tell. And we've got to be patient on these on these things and can't jump to any uh, conclusions just yet. But of course, the early signs are positive and it's fine to be 
pleased with what you've seen so far. Uh, Sebi asks, when is the next fan show, mate? I was going to do it um, yesterday, um, but unfortunately, due to work commitments, I had to postpone it. So we're going to book it in from now. We're going to do it Tuesday next week, uh, 9 p.m. We're going to do the fan show. Um, the time will be confirmed, actually, keep an eye on that. It'll be either 8.30 or 9 p.m. Uh, next Tuesday. We'll be doing a fan show where you guys are invited to come on and talk to us about all things Arsenal. Share your views, share your thoughts, share your opinions. And if you are a patron of the podcast, which you can do uh, or become by heading over to the link that is rolling across the bottom of your screens now, uh, www.patreon.com forward slash the Chronicles of Aguna, you will get priority in terms of jumping on the phone lines. Uh, that's not to say we're not going to take calls from everybody else. And if you beat someone else to it, um, then, of course, you, you'll get on there first. It's first come, first serve whilst we're live. Uh, but patrons will be given a, a time slot and an opportunity to jump on first just because um, I want to thank you guys for your continued support. Um what else have we got here? Uh, going back to the uh, the Sabios stuff, uh, Graham says Sabios coming in is great news. It is indeed. Um, it it would be huge for us. Um, I I genuinely believe that. Ben Turner says Danny Sabios he drinks Estrella and eats paella. The boy is a fucking magic. What a chant that is as well. Brilliant chant. Uh, big hello to Anthony D. Uh, Sam says three out of five done. William Gabriel Sabios. Oba's contract and Owa or Partey. That would represent a, a brilliant window, in my opinion. Dwayne says, Harry, is that what we was trying to do last season? Even if we commanded a fee, Arsenal would have had to subsidise his wages in some way, as not many teams could afford him. The deal is the best of a bad situation. Yeah, look, I'm not saying that Arsenal 100% categorically could have and should have got a fee for Henrik Mkhitaryan but I think it's a good question to ask and it's a fair discussion to have when you take into account that you know he we've terminated the guy's contract essentially it's not been uh, someone running his contract down this is very much someone who had a contract at Arsenal um, that had still time to run seeing his deal completely terminated by the club. And if you look, go by sort of transfermarket.co.uk, and I'm not saying that their valuations are necessarily 100% accurate or that they're gospel or anything like that. But when you do take into consideration that on there, Henrik Mkhitaryan is worth £18 million, then you, I think it's fair to ask the question as to why We've got zero for him. I just think it's a fair debate and a fair question. Um, and of course, always interested to hear what you guys have to say. Right, let's check in on the like count at the moment on YouTube. Uh, there are uh, 237 of you watching us across the various platforms. Um, let's just see what we're doing in terms of likes. Because as I say, they are so, so important. We're on 82. Let's try and get up to 150 by the end of the stream so if you haven't already smashed that like button please please do so um and and let's help us hit that target of 150 likes between now and the end of the program um what else uh jack asks does the signing of gabriel spell the end for chambers papa musty etc no loan for rob holding please i think it does that the fact that saliba and gabriel have come in clearly means that you know, Mikel Arteta is looking to overhaul us in that position. It's going to be difficult to get rid of some of those names that you've mentioned. I think it's going to be difficult to move them on given the salaries that they're on uh, and the the fact that there isn't going to be a great deal of interest. Looks like Socrates, as I said yesterday, is on his way to Napoli uh, for around about four or five million euros. So we'll take that. We'll move on. Chambers still got a long way to come back from his injury. Remains to be seen how he will fare. I think maybe... His versatility, the fact that he can play uh, at centre-back and at right-back will stand him in good stead, maybe in better stead than some of the others. Mustafi, I actually think that Mikel Arteta has probably been quite impressed with Mustafi since he's taken over. He has uh, improved dramatically. Uh, so, yeah, we're going to have to um, we're going to have to see what happens there. But I'm sure that they will move out a number of those players you've mentioned at the earliest opportunity. Rahul says, uh, I can see Peppa Pig behind you. Yeah, as I said, right at the top of the stream, uh, had to move to the garden because we're having some connectivity issues in the studio. Not sure 
what is going on but it appears to have just become a black spot for my wi-fi all of a sudden which is a nightmare so apologies if you see a screaming kid uh, bashing on the window or any pepper pig or any other cartoons in the background um let's see what else we've got here uh pat says uh, need to sell the deadwood to get parte and hopefully a while would be in the strongest shape we have been in at least 10 years yeah i think arsenal would be in really good shape if they were even able to get one of those two players um so fingers crossed we can get a deal done for those um you know we know very much what the the thomas Partey situation is and that is that his release clause simply has to be met if we're going to sign him the problem is though that of course uh you know atletico madrid aren't budging on that at the moment and arsenal aren't, aren't able i don't know if they're willing or if they're unwilling sorry or unable but it feels like they're not gonna well we know that they're not gonna pay that release clause all in one go at this moment in time will the sales of some of these players help us bridge the gap between what we can afford what we want to pay and what atletico madrid want that remains to be seen fingers crossed further along along in this window we may see arsenal go back in for thomas Partey and get the deal done another issue though is that of course atletico madrid are hoping to tie thomas Partey down to an improved contract which would see his minimum fee release course rise dramatically so we've got to wait and see um what happens there and fingers crossed if we can do a deal um we really need to do it sooner rather than later uh martin says uh, harry not being funny but fourth place is impossible so who do you think we finish above liverpool no chance man city no chance chelsea no chance and man united maybe just maybe um there you go you can see the boy in the back uh, i knew he was going to come over well, as soon as he heard me out here um uh, look it's not impossible you can't rule teams out from having bad seasons we've seen it so much over the last few years if it's not chelsea out of sorts it was tottenham if it wasn't tottenham it was man united you know you don't know uh, you know i don't think liverpool for the record are going to be as far ahead as everybody else as they were this time around so you just never know so much can happen in a premier league season that i think is impossible to say that it is impossible if that makes sense um you know and the chance is very high um i probably rank our chances at 50 percent at the moment um of doing that but you know i think to say it's impossible i think it's premature and i think that arsenal have shown that they can compete against the better sides in recent months under Mikel arteta's management so um it's about cracking the sort of games against the weaker sides the lesser sides where we're going to have to deal with some very different problems and some very different scenarios. How does he adapt his tactics and his system to cope with that? That is the biggest and most interesting question that Mikel Arteta has to answer, I think, anyway, um, over this coming season. Uh, big hello to Francis, who says, Hi, Harry, I've pressed the like button. Thank you very much, mate. Um, if you haven't already, guys, smash that like button. Uh, let's get to the target of 150 likes between now and the end of this stream. The Arsenal dream says Jeff Rene Adelaide has announced that he wants to leave Leon. Should Arsenal take him back? I'm not sure about that one. Obviously, um, impressed Jeff Rene Adelaide, um, particularly in the Champions League where Leon had a real good run at it. But, you know, is he the is he the answer to arsenal's midfield problems i'm not entirely sure that he is um good to see him doing well elsewhere um i'm not one of those people that's bitter uh, when players leave the club particularly if they left under the circumstances that rene adelaide did and that is because he wasn't getting enough game time good luck to the guy i hope he enjoys a really good successful career but in terms of him coming back to the emirates stadium i'm not convinced that that would be the right move for arsenal um, apologies if I miss some of your comments. I am just scrolling through, trying to pick up as many as I possibly can um, on the stream. Uh, Carrie says, should Genduzi be out for free? Absolutely not. Um, Genduzi is what I would call a very sellable asset. Um, I think that's been damaged by what's gone on in recent months. The attitude problems, uh, the very public falling out with Mikel Arteta hasn't helped us in, in moving him on. It hasn't helped the player either. So, um, I do think his, his value has probably taken a bit of a beating as a result of that. But I don't think we can let him go for free. No, um, I certainly don't think that would be good business on Arsenal's part. Uh, what else have we got here? Let's see. Uh, big hello to Gino, to Matt, 
to Devin, to Sibigya, um, to Daniel Robert. Um, what else have we got here? Just uh, scrolling through. Apologies. Uh, just trying to keep up to date with with all the uh, with all the comments. Bloody hell! So many of them coming through at the moment. It's great. Keep them coming. Um, Nat Nayal says that Hector Bellerin to stay at Arsenal. I don't want to sell him. Yeah, I mean, that's been a big talking point, hasn't it, recently? Uh, Hector Bellerin's future. What's going to happen there? Is he going to stay an Arsenal player? Um, we It was in our transfer update today on the website. There was a story about Hector Bellerin, and that was a, a report claiming that PSG are interested. It's not a new report. We've heard it uh, before, uh, but that seems to have resurfaced again today uh, with PSG said to be interested Um Although, according to the, the Daily Stars report, they are, and the, I quote, hesitant uh, to meet the release clause um, that, or not the release clause, the asking price, I should say, that Arsenal would have set for Hector Bellerin, which is apparently around about £27 million. Pounds. Uh, so we'll have to see, again, what happens with that one. Um, Francis just raises the um, the, the Dali Sabas thing. Again, uh, Fabrizio Romano has said that Sabas to Arsenal is a done deal. Total agreement reached with Real Madrid. And here we go. Um, yeah, uh, the reports are suggesting that it is very close to being done. But until I see him pictured uh, on the Arsenal website holding that Arsenal shirt again, I'm going to be a little bit sceptical, um, as I always am with transfers. Um, I haven't had any information to suggest that that um, is wrong, that, that report from Fabrizio Romano. Uh, but let's wait and see. And, and fingers crossed we do get that deal over the line in the next few days. Um, what else have we got here? Uh, going back to Gabriel, which was, of course, uh, the main purpose of today's stream and the title of today's stream. Football Frenzy says over the moon with this signing. If we can now bring in an enforcer in the middle and fingers crossed a creative player, this will be a great window. The people... And I'm interested to hear what you guys think about this. Do people not think that Willian may have been brought in as that creator, that Willian has been brought in with the with the view to perhaps operating in that number 10 position in certain games in, and, you know, slightly adapting the role that we've seen him play at Chelsea, which was very much on the right wing of late. So, you know, Willian has that capability to play in that hole, to play in that area. He brings all the right attributes, uh, creativity, good on set pieces as well. Um, has a, one hell of a shot on him as well. If he gets into those positions on the edge of the penalty area, uh, that can only be a positive thing for Arsenal. So lots and lots uh, to think about. But I very much think that one of the reasons William was signed is because he is a bit of a hybrid between uh, providing us uh, some attacking threat either on a flank or through the middle. So I think that's very much one of the reasons that Arsenal decided to bring William in. And I do expect him at some point next season to be uh, taking up those uh, sort of number 10 roles if and when we play a system uh, that accommodates that type of player. Uh, what else have we got here? Um, let's see what else we've got here. Uh, Harry Fitzpatrick asks, how do you think we will set up next season? We have two quality but young centre-backs. So will we partner them up within a back three with David Lewis for experience? It's going to be really interesting. Um, I definitely don't think we'll revert back to a back four. Um, and I, if we did, it definitely would not be with Saliba and Gabriel as the, the starting pair. I really don't think that Mikel Arteta would do that. I wouldn't do that. So I'm glad to, to be saying that. I feel like they're going to need time to settle in. Um, they're both still relatively young. William Saliba, of course, is just, uh, I think, 19, 18 or 19 years old. Um, Gabriel is 22, a little bit more experienced is Gabriel. And I think that if one of them is going to be transitioned into the team quicker than the other, it will be Gabriel that gets the nod earlier on in his Arsenal career. I, I do believe that. I think that you will still probably see um, David Lewis in that back three. I think he's a mainstay. I think he's so important to this team at the moment. As much as he's got a, a mistake in him and he does... Uh, the odd silly thing from time to time. He is very important in Mikel Arteta's plans and I'm sure he's going to start. I think that you'll probably see Gabriel uh, alongside him. You'll probably see Kieran Tierney moving back into the role that he was brought in to do, which is a left back, left wing back. Um, and then that other position is up for grabs. 
I think if Saliba proves himself, he'll be given that position. But I also think that as long as he's at the club, Mustafi will have a shout for that role as well. And people may disagree with that. I know a lot of people want to see him gone. But I do think that if Mustafi stays um, of the sort of old guard, if you like, he's the one that Mikel Arteta will turn to uh, in that right centre-back position. I genuinely do think that. Um, so that's my kind of thoughts on how we'll set up probably defensively going into next season. Uh, Sharia says uh, Awa is a more important signing than Partey right now um, I'm torn on this I've been saying it for days now I keep getting asked this question which would I prefer if we could only sign one I feel like Awa would bring much more technical ability to the side but I feel like Thomas Partey would give us that physicality that power that we so desperately need in the Arsenal midfield the ability to get up and down the pitch is something that he's renowned for and so um I'm slightly leaning towards Thomas Partey, but I accept that when I say that, it is with a bias because I've seen a lot more of him and that's why I would probably favour him. But I, I totally accept that War is a fantastic footballer as well and if we could get either one of those, I'd be happy. Um, right, let's see what else we've got. Um, Don Juan gives a prediction. He says, Arsenal fourth, United fifth. Bold prediction, my friend. Um, you know, United are in the process of bringing Donny van der Beek to Old Trafford and I expect them to do more business as well. So I'm not ruling out the chances of finishing above them, but I do think it will be difficult. Um, I think finishing in the top four in general will be tough. Uh, it will be tough. See what else we've got uh, here as well in terms of your live comments. Um See what else we've got. Just keep on scrolling. Let's have a quick likes check. Now's the time if you want to get your questions in um, because I've probably missed them somewhere in the, the pile of comments that have been coming through. Stick your questions in the live chat now and I'll come to those in just a couple of minutes time. Got a couple of bits and pieces to update you guys on with regards uh, to the channel, to the podcast. Um, let's just quickly check in on the likes and then I'll do that. So there are over 350 of you watching us now across the multiple platforms and there's 123 likes guys said we wanted to get what to 150 by the end of the stream we're around about uh, 26 27 likes away from doing that so if you haven't already smash that like button right uh, a couple of things to update you on in regards to the podcast as i said a few days ago if you haven't already you can check out our website at chronicles underscore i'm giving you the twitter handle at chroniclesafc.com um, that is the website. You can check it out. We're bringing you these transfer updates every day in which we collate the stories um, from the various places uh, and we put them all into one for you. So it's one quick and easy read. So do check that out. Um, in other news, we've got a few new writers on board. I want to say, say a big thanks to Jay Bayford, who's been um, doing lots and lots of written work on the website over the last couple of months. I'm sure you guys are probably seen some of his uh, bits and pieces on there um so please uh, do check out jay's excellent work uh, you won't be disappointed by the quality of the articles that he is bringing you and of course uh, we've got another writer luke who's on board now as well um who's been writing some opinion pieces in the last few days so do check those out too elsewhere um i've spoken to you about the community page on youtube where you can find polls you can find articles you can find discussions debates all sorts and of course if you fancy becoming a patron of the show which means you'll get priority in the phone-ins um as as well as various other bits and pieces you can do so by checking out the link below don't forget on wednesday night we'll be bringing you a live show 8 30 p.m with former gunner and well-renowned pundit Adrian Clark, he's returning to the podcast. He was so good last time. Um, can't thank him enough for his efforts. And, and I'm delighted to say that he's agreed to come back onto the show on Wednesday night. So we'll be going live uh, on Wednesday night to bring you that. Uh, lots of insight and lots of quality opinion from Adrian Clark. I am sure. Always is. Always is. Uh, Dickie's question is, will Awar join Arsenal? Look, Everybody seems to be obsessing at the moment over Awar and Thomas Partey. Are we going to get either one of them? They're two players that we're constantly being linked with at the moment. But to my knowledge, Hussein Awar is no closer to joining Arsenal than he was, let's say, a month ago. Um, you know, we know pretty much what Leon want. It's reported that they're looking for around about 60 million euros um, in total. 
So we're going to have to wait and see whether Arsenal can stump up that money, whether Arsenal can find a way of doing the deal over a period of time. You know, structure payments, is that something that Leon would entertain? We don't really know. Um, if not, you know, how much would they want up front? You know, what can sort of be done in terms of a deal? We'll have to wait and see. Uh, but as as I understand it, we are no closer at the moment to signing Hussein than we were, let's say, a month ago. Serge Gnabry says links to Edouard seem to be hotting up, of course, referring to the Celtic striker, Odsone Edouard, who's been linked with a move away from Parkhead this summer. Uh, top quality striker, performed really, really well in the Scottish Premiership. I'm always wary of saying that because you do wonder how that transition will work in terms of him moving from, let's say, the Scottish League to the Premier League. Will he be able to replicate the form? It's obviously going to be a lot more difficult in a far more competitive league. So we'll have to wait and see on that. I'm not necessarily convinced that there is much truth in this one, um, particularly if we tie Aubameyang down, if Lacazette's staying put, if Enketia's coming through. Uh, a couple of you mentioned earlier on in the comments that Gabriel Martinelli can play through the middle as well. So not totally convinced there's much uh, in the Edouard links at the moment in time, but that's not to say things won't change. It just feels like, and I've noticed it in my work as well, that Edouard is being linked with every single Premier League club that may need a striker this summer. So I wouldn't get carried away on that. Uh, big hello to Mario, who says, Afternoon, Harry, if you could only make one more sign-in, what position would it be and who? If I could only make one more sign-in, it would be Thomas Partey in that central uh, midfield position. That would be the one uh, that I feel would bring us closer to being a more balanced and, and complete side. So if I could only go out and get one player, that would be my man. That's who I would go out on a limb for and uh, try and bring in uh, to the Emirates Stadium. Uh, let's see what else we've got here um, in terms of your comments. Um, Francis P says, do you think Pablo Marie will have a place in the starting eleven. This is a really interesting question because obviously we only signed Pablo Marie quite recently. Clearly, Mikel Arteta thought that um, he needed a left-footed centre-back. He, he brought him in initially on loan and the deal's now been made permanent. The problem is Gabriel's also a left-footed centre-back. And if you've got plans to play David Lewis in the side and, and you assume that that would be in his preferred position of being the central one of the back three, how do you accommodate Gabriel and Pablo Marie? It's difficult, isn't it? It's tough. It's a tricky one. Uh, we've gone in a position from a position of having no left-footed centre-backs to maybe being overloaded. You know, you could potentially have one playing on the left, one playing in the middle. That might work. But if David Lewis, as I say, is expected to be that player that is a mainstay in the middle of the park, which I very much do think is going to be the case then how do you fit both Gabriel and Pablo Marine to the starting lineup? I don't think you can. And that is where I, I fear a little bit for Pablo Marie. He's come in. Obviously, Mikel Arteta thought he was he was someone who could do a job. He's not proven uh, the case to be anything other than that so far, let's be honest. A bit slow at Manchester City. He got caught out a couple of times. But other than that, he's been all right. Problem is, where do you accommodate all these left-footed centre-backs? Unless the longer-term view has kicked in here. And it's because David Lewis is not going to be in the side for much longer or beyond the end of next season, I guess. Don't know. We'll have to wait and see. But I've gone around the houses a little bit. But yeah, I do fear um, for uh, for what these transfers mean for somebody like Pablo Maria. I really do. Uh, RXEN vlog. Do you think part the Partey deal with will happen? Mate, how many times have you put that comment in? Jesus. <laughs> but thank you for the question. Uh, do you think Partey will return? Uh, do you think Partey deal will happen? Sorry, got distracted by the little one in the background, putting my Arsenal hat on his head, I think. There we go. Um, do I think the Partey deal will happen? I, I can't say with any degree of confidence that it's definitely going to happen. But I, I do expect Arsenal to go back in for him if the situation changes. And by the situation, I mean, if Arsenal are able to sell if Arsenal are able to raise some extra funds and can then bridge that gap between what they can afford, what they want to pay and what um, what um, what Thomas Partey uh, 
is commanding in terms of his release clause, then I do think Arsenal will go back in for him. We've heard throughout this these last few months that he is very much Arsenal's number one target. So if you believe those reports and if you, you take that seriously, then you can't believe that they would just turn off their interest on him. Um, so let's uh, let's see. Uh, let's see. But do I think it's going to happen? Optimistically, I'd say yes. Um, you know, there's a part of me that, that thinks there is a chance that deal can happen. But I'm not going to say with any degree of certainty that it definitely will. I can't sit and say that to you. I'd be lying. Um, right, what else have we got here? Just before we wrap up. Um, AJ ja uh, Al Jackson sorry, says, what's wrong with being left-footed? Plenty of centre-back pairings are just right-footed. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it, but Mikel Arteta is very specific on, on the way he wants his centre-backs to be lined up. He, he wants a left-footed centre-back so that they can play the ball outwards into those wide areas, hit the wing-backs um, without it being sort of too much of a pickle. And that, that, that is the whole point, isn't it? Equally, you'd assume that he wants the same on the right-hand side. He wants a right-footed player. I'm not saying that being left-footed, there's anything wrong with that or, or that, you know, we can't have more than one left-footed centre-back in the side. I just think that having two or three left-footed centre-backs disrupts the, the balance that he has been striving to achieve in bringing in these players. So I just, I think that to him it means a lot um, that he has players in the right feet, um, in the right positions. And so I, you know, that's why I take it seriously because I'm very much a believer that Mikel Arteta does. And at the moment he's the boss and it's what he wants. And, you know, having made that so clear, I can't see him going back on that. Um, I am being informed by uh, Bismarck Ops. Thank you very much, mate, that we have reached 150 likes. So a massive thank you to everybody who has smashed that like button. If you haven't already, uh, please do so. Uh, we're going to finish the stream now. Um, we are done. Um, we'll be back uh, tomorrow with another transfer update stream. We're also going to be back a little bit later on, actually, for those of you watching us live on YouTube. We'll be bringing you the We're the North Bank podcast for 90-minute football uh, live on this channel, uh, going live at 8 o'clock with Dan Potts and Mike Stavery from Metro Sport. Um, so if you're around, if you're not doing much tonight, got some spare time, tune in, come join us for that one uh, where we'll be talking all things Arsenal. So... Until uh, later on this evening, take care um, and uh, stay safe. Cheers.